With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. All right, a little past two on this uh, very busy day now. In the summertime, I uh, promised to have the uh, guys from The Motley Fool on to promote their new book, and we had to cancel it because of the uh, uh, Yankees had a day doubleheader the next day, so they, we wiped out their spot. So I promised them they could come on and uh, chat for a minute. So uh, one of the two is with us today, David Gardner, the guys from The Motley Fool, and they join us now. What's up, David? How are you? Hey there, Mike. I'm doing really great. It's Good. been a great year since we last talked. I think we talked about a year ago. Stock market's up about 20%. And my alma mater, North Carolina Tar Heels, won it all this year. So it's been pretty awesome since I last saw you. It Thank has you. been. Their football team's not doing that well right now, but uh, that's kind of besides disaster. the point. So uh, you guys have the uh, the book out now, Simon & Schuster, the third edition, the uh, revised and updated, the Motley Fool Investment Guide. And for those of you who... Uh, are investors or, you know, individual investors or like to fool with it as a hobby or if you're young and should get involved because it's something you should get involved with if you're young and you're just starting out and you're thinking of, uh, you know, retirement, which you don't think about is 40 years away, but it'll come quicker than you think. Then you want to check out their guide because, first of all, they have a wonderful website and they have a wonderful service. And secondly, their guide has a lot of good stuff for uh, the individual investor and the new investor. Now, what would be your advice to the new investor right now, the guy who's 30 years old and has never invested a dime? What's your advice for a guy like that? Yeah, so I would right away make sure that you've got some savings. And so if you've got credit card debt, you pay that down and get rid of that. A lot of people still have that you know, coming. Sometimes student loans as well, Mike, by the age of 30. But, you know, assuming you've got some savings, which is the key, then right away, no matter whether the stock was up, stock market was up 20% last year or down 20% last year, doesn't matter, you start investing. That means you take out an account, you know, just like you opened up maybe a checking account in high school, you open up an account at Schwab or E-Trade or one of those, uh, that's, that's just a paper form, and you deposit that money and you start investing it. And you can put it either in something that you already know, like if you're an Under Armour fan, that's a great company, and we, we, we're big fans of buying stock and things you know, Disney, Starbucks, these are some of the best companies of our time. Facebook, these are all great stocks for the next 10-plus years. Uh, then you should do that. Or if you just want to start with like an index fund, you don't want to pick stocks, then that's good. But the big thing you know, Mike, as well as anybody, because you've been doing it for decades yourself, is you've got to get that clock started. You have to have your money start making money for you, which is the magic of investing. And really, I think, and, and this is something that's very hard to do, but if you can convince somebody of it, it's so true. If you will buy these companies that you just mentioned, whether it's Apple, Facebook, and Under Armour's going through a tough time right now, or, sure. or Nike, or any of the, the sneaker companies that have been hit, uh, anything like that, or even the retail companies that have been hit, no matter what, if you buy good companies that you know, whether you know you go down the mall and or the company you do business with or whoever it is, and you buy it and hold it and put it away through the good times and bad and just put it away and don't deal with it, it will create wealth for you almost 
I would say probably nine out of ten times over a 10 to 20 year period. Yeah, you know, the most convincing visual proof I can ever give anybody about the value of doing this and starting today is just look at a graph of the stock market over the last hundred years. And it starts in the lower left and it goes to the upper right, just like every one of those graphs that we want. You know, consultants always want to show us these upward going. Well, that's what graphs, that's exactly what the stock market has done. That's over a hundred years. And ask yourself, if you're 30, what about the next 100 years? Because you might live to 130 the way that longevity is expanding, but you've got to think long-term. You've got to get your money in as early as you can. And certainly in the Motley Fool Investment Guide, that's what we're all about, getting people to think about and then act on. If a guy's just got limited resources, do you want him to have just a handful of stocks? Do you want him to have more? you want him to spread it out, or you want him to concentrate? So I, I really think that, first of all, you should, you should buy a little bit of an, uh, a fund, and we like the index fund, like the Vanguard S&P 500 index fund. We've sent a lot of business their way over the years. They're not, they're not really a partner of ours in any way, but they just have the Walmart of the industry. They have the lowest prices and the widest selection. You're just basically buying all of the stocks on the market when you buy that fund. And the reason I think it's a great starting point is because that thing goes up around 10% a year. And most people and most stock pickers do not beat that index fund. That's right. Most don't. However, we do. And we, we love to teach and coach people who want to buy individual stocks. And so if that's you, um, you know, 30-year-old, whoever you are, I think you can do it. We've done it. And we have a lot of Motley Fool fans and members over the years who are doing it. And so it just involves, instead of buying every stock on the market, which is what that fund does, you buy the best companies on the market. So, you know, you don't have to buy, if you're going to e-commerce, you can just buy Amazon stock. You don't have to also buy uh, buy.com and, you know, all these other uh, what have turned out to be pretenders, and that's what the index funds do. They're just kind of buying everything. So by being selective, I think you can do better. It's fun, too. And we're Mo- talking with David Garner. The book is The Motley Fool Investment Guide. He also has a wonderful uh, uh, Motley Fool business, investment business that has all different tiers to it so and all different prices to it and everything else, so you can check that out, too, he and his brother Tom. Um, and they're very big guys in this business. They've been around a long time. They're, they're advocates for the stock, for the investors, and also they they've really have a very good service and a very intricate service with a lot of employees. Um, but here's the thing that's happened. We've just gone through one of the longest bull markets in history since the collapse of 08 or 09, whatever it started, uh, you know, right around there. Um, yeah. We know that, but most of the people were disenfranchised and weren't a part of that because they just felt, I'm a small investor, I don't have a fair shake. And they're probably right day-to-day, but they're not right if they do it long-term because you're not in the day-to-day stuff. You're not dealing against machines and you're not trading against all different things that they hear about, whether they're getting beat on a trade or there's quants or all different things. If you're a guy who buys and holds, you take that out of the equation, which is what you have to do. That's so big, Mike, and you're absolutely right. I mean, that is the advantage that we have as the little guys. Uh, we think longer term. And the fact is that everything from Wall Street itself and its shorter-term nature over the years, right through, as you mentioned, to computers today, algorithms, um, you know. Because the uh, computers are what's trading today, not people. The yeah. computers are making trades so That's every, right. so every minute. Com- yes. Exactly. So if you want to compete against them on a minute-to-minute or hour-by-hour basis, not only do I think it's a big waste of time, but you're probably not going not gonna to win that battle. But the good news is nobody's yet really designed, and I don't think they're going to anytime soon, something that looks for one year forward or three years forward or five years forward. People can't factor in where companies are going with their computer algorithms. But you and I can. We can look at a company and say, you know, I'll give you another example of a stock. How about Match Group? So anybody who's ever used Match.com 
or Tinder. Tinder, which, which is, one, is the number one app in the world right now. That's it. And it's that's a spot you've been touting, it. as a matter of fact, which I, which I got from you guys. Uh, Match Group, which owns Tinder, which is the dating service, which is the number one app in the world. Tinder, right? That's right. In terms of grossing money last week, and isn't that pretty remarkable in a world of, you know, Pokemon Go and lots of others that we hear lots about? So, yeah, this is a company that I think a lot of us can kind of relate to. And you could probably imagine that 10 years from now, that's still going to be an important business. Online dating, probably only a bigger business than it is today. The problem is, for Wall Street, they have their computers aimed at trying to figure out what Match Group is going to do next hour or tomorrow, and they're trading in and out like that. But you and I, we're smart. We're just going to go ahead and buy some match. We're going to hold it for 10 years, and uh, some miraculous things can happen. We've done that for members at The Motley Fool. I picked four stocks in the last 15 years that have gone up 50 times or more, and they're, you know, they're not as surprising names. They're, they're great companies like Amazon and, and Priceline, which has been a remarkable performer. And so, and yeah, what, I, I think company, that's the key. Listen, you did do that, and it's documented. Amazon, you mentioned Priceline. Uh, Match, as a matter of fact, Match.com is one you like now for the long term, right? I sure do. And I like, you know, a bunch of others. Uh, some quieter, sleepier companies. Give, like, give uh, them a couple of names. Go ahead. Sure, yeah. So, vale Mountain Resorts. So if you ever ski, I know you ski, Mike. So, yes. um, you know, Vale. Well, uh, out in Colorado, they have a great place in, Be- in Vail that they own. They yeah. own a lot of different yes. ski resorts. They yes. bought some in Park City. Yep. They now own Stowe, Vermont. Basically, they're buying up ski resorts around yep. the world. And while people are worried about global warming, there will be less skiing. I'm pretty sure skiing is going to still be happening 30, 50 they're years They're a from great now. company, yeah. And, and they're making money in the summers these yep. days because anybody who lives in those areas know that it's not just about snow. They're kind of uh, adventure wonderlands in the summer. So it's a great business, and a lot of people don't, don't connect that and realize yep. you could be a part owner through the stock market. No question, and they are wonderful. It's a be- and Breva Creek is beautiful. I mean, it really is. It's just a beautiful – I took my kids there a couple of years ago. It's a beautiful place. It really is. So we're talking with David uh, Gardner, the book is the Motley Fool Investment Guide, third edition, revised and updated. So it is a how-to of how to get into uh, this business and uh, and basically for a lifetime because uh, it really, it, it, it does work. Basically, it's, it's built on compound interest and everything else. But if you start when you're young, you will do well. I mean, I, th- I really think, but it's hard to buy stocks and keep them, especially if they do well because people want to sell them and take their money. But if they don't, that's the way to play. And yet, let's just talk briefly about the New York Yankees. Imagine if you were like day trading the Yankees. That's a mistake, right? The Yankees over the last 23 years, I believe, have made the playoffs 19 times. Right. They've That's never a buy. had a losing season. Right. There you go. That's a buy and hold, right? Yep. So you've got a lot of Yankees fans listening right now. It's a great example. And that same thing happens in the stock market as well. You can find great companies. But the big difference is, while we're all, a lot of us are Yankees fans, although next Monday I'll be a Twins fan. Sorry about that. That's my life, lifelong team. I can't even believe we're playing the Yankees in that one-game playoff. But... Um, hey, listen, the Twins have had a great year. It's been fun. I mean, we've always been a small market team. And, uh, you know, the Yankees, the Twins have lost every season series with the Yankees going back to 2001, which is almost shameful. But I'll still be cheering for the Twins. But, but I just wanted to say, you know, imagine um, that you as a Yankees fan, imagine if you transferred some of that attention also to the stock market, where when your stocks win, you really make real money in addition to the fun of watching them go. So that's why I love sports. And that's why I love investing, because it's the same mentality that wins in both. And, you know, trying to day trade teams or when the Yankees go through a three-game losing streak, you know, that's not the way to invest in the Yankees. You think about the whole season. You think about multiple seasons. That's how you should act with your money. Well, you talk about the greatest investor in the history of the country, Warren Buffett. He buys companies he understands, and he buys and holds good companies. 
And look, as an example, he's made a big play in Apple in recent years. As an example, if you go to Apple on a Saturday and you see how many people are in that store, and I was there with my boys on Saturday because uh, nice. my, one of my sons dropped his, uh, his uh, <laughs> computer and had to get a fix. So yeah. we were in there, and you see how many people are in there, and you see you know, how good they are at handling their business and what they do and how crowded it is. And you say, this is something I want to be a part of. That works. It really does. And, 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 and you don't, if you buy Apple, I would guarantee you, you're going to make money. That's not, if you just buy it and put it away, you're going to make money on Apple. There's no way. If there is a, uh, if there is a stock market, you're going to make money on Apple. That's right. And what you and I are doing right now, Mike, is we're talking about the businesses themselves, right? We're not talking about 52-week highs and lows or nope. average volume trading. We're just thinking differently about the stock market. We're saying, hey, the stock market's nothing more than just a bunch of businesses that you can become a part owner of. It's like a farmer's market, except instead of buying fruits and veggies on a Saturday morning, you can actually come in and buy parts of public companies and be a part owner. And so think about the great companies of our time, Starbucks, Amazon, Facebook, the list goes on. You and I have already mentioned some. Anybody can be part owners of those companies and owning direct shares and patiently holding them. That makes people rich in this country, and it always should. It always has. And if you try and time the market, I don't care how good you are, and you, someone who's a pro who studies it every day, there's no, nobody has ever proven they can time the market, right? Well, not only that, but I, I, that's not that much fun. I'd rather go to a Yankees game. You know, I don't want to spend a lot of time sitting in front of a computer screen trying to guess where the numbers are Well, how much time do you spend finding stocks every day? Yeah, I, well, I, I like to check my portfolio multiple times a day, even though uh, let's go to baseball again. You know, I watch every game. In my case, it's the Twins. We don't win as much, but I watch every game. I look at the box scores. I'm not about to trade my favorite team. If they go on a seven-game losing streak, I'm not going to stop watching. I'm a fan. I, I, I have the shirt on, and it's the same thing with how your money should be in these public companies. So, yeah, I don't spend that much time taking any real actions, Mike. I, I buy a few times a year. I tend not to sell, but I what do spend a lot of time a, watching. What would make you sell a company? Yeah, so I, I sell a company if, if, number one, if I've lost trust in the vision I had for it. It might be that the CEO that I thought was great wasn't great or went away, let's say, or it might be because... Um, Competition is starting to nip at their heels, and I no longer believe that we're innovating. I think the number one thing that characterizes a lot of the companies we've mentioned are that they innovate. You know, just think how innovative a company like Facebook has right. been. I mean, it didn't even exist 15 years ago, and now it has 2 billion people using it. I mean, we'll have a moat, right? The idea of a, having a right. business that, that is theirs and theirs alone. That's right. So, and that's a good word because a lot of people can visualize a moat around a castle, and the wider the moat, um, usually the better the long-term hold of a company. So those are the kinds of things I look at. Um, sometimes I sell for other reasons, like, for example, to buy a, a house if I'm going to buy a house or you know, put a kid through college. Why do we invest in the first place? It's to grow money towards something probably that we want to do or, or be later on. So that's, a great, that's my favorite reason to sell, and that's usually when I try to sell. Most of the time I don't sell anything. For a whole, a whole year might go by, I won't sell any of my 50 stocks or so. Interesting. Well, listen, the book is The uh, Motley Fool Investment Guide, uh, the third edition, David and Tom Gardner. They have a wonderful site if you want to check it out, too, and a wonderful uh, business investment uh, business that they have, which is multi-tiered, I promise you. The book is Simon & Schuster. Uh, you can get it right now at a store near you. It's a New York Times bestseller now in the third edition. Thank you very much, David. We'll talk soon. Thanks. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Good luck pleasure, with Mike. the twins. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, they'll the need twins. a lot of luck. Yes, you will, and I don't expect you to <laughs> win. No, no, I want you to win, but uh, good luck with them anyway. Thank you. You're kind. Take Thanks. care. All right. Back after this.